What you believe about yourself and your life is likely not based in reality, but in bullshit stories that you did not consent to, pieced together throughout your life with ideas offered to you from external sources. This podcast is here to help you recognize and dismantle those stories so you can reclaim your power and achieve what you want in life. Welcome to Yeah, I Made That Up with life and business coach, Kelly Jackson. Last week I mentioned that in my direct sales career, our team culture was legend, wait for it, dairy. Any other How I Met Your Mother fans out there? No? Just me? Okay. Self high five. <laughs> anyway, the team culture we had was coveted. Many other leaders would ask me how I created the culture we had. Trust, connection, commitment, encouragement, actually showing the fuck up for ourselves, for one another, for our businesses, for our clients, in all of the ways. My team members wanted to participate in calls, events, and activities. And we genuinely enjoyed one another. Does that mean everyone was best friends? No, of course not. Friendships absolutely developed, don't get me wrong, but these were deep professional relationships. And in many cases still are, even though I'm no longer leading them. They learned to rely on themselves and rely on one another, not just me. And they grew both personally and professionally. We had so much growth on our team over the years, from record-breaking sales and amazing leadership development to attending graduate school and leaving unsupportive marriages. What my team members accomplished in their businesses and in their lives blew my mind on so many occasions. I'm still like in this moment getting goosebumps over how proud I am of them. And they shared that with one another because they trusted one another. We celebrated all of the successes, the big ones and the little ones, those related to our business and those in other parts of life together. And when other leaders ask me how I created the culture we had, I always gave the same response. I didn't. They did. I just allowed it to take place. In saying that I didn't create the culture we had, I'm not minimizing my own work in fostering the culture. It's a statement that it wasn't mine. The team was never mine. It was ours. Even to the point of our team name. I didn't name our team. They did. Early on in leadership, I asked my team members for ideas and put it to a vote. There were five or six names that were submitted. I put them all up and they chose what they wanted to be called. I didn't ever take ownership of the team. Now, in hindsight here, I'm calling them my team members and saying my team. But that's not the language I used at the time unless a more collective use of language would have been confusing, like 
and discussion at a leadership conference or something. The collective nature was a big part of the culture we had. And I talked about collective leadership last week. So if you didn't listen to that, go back and do it. We created a community and I was part of that community. They got to know one another on a personal level with everyone establishing their own boundaries and respecting the boundaries set by other team members for how much personal involvement they wanted to give and receive. And that included me. I shared hotel space with my team members. I invited them into my home for monthly events. We had a slumber party in my home on numerous occasions with air mattresses lining every single floor (laughs) of every single room. We had quarterly family hangouts where partners and children were invited for family-friendly activities that were not business-related. This is often frowned upon by some leaders, and if it's not your jam, that's fine. You get to lead your team how you want to, and that's not to say that you have to give up your space if you're a super private person, but if you want to foster a culture of trust, you have to trust them and let them trust you, giving them a reason to trust you. And before they can trust you, they have to know you and vice versa. One of the things that's vital for effective leadership is to understand how the way you show up is setting an example. Though you absolutely cannot control your team members' actions, how you show up for them and to them is what they will emulate back to you. When you're leading a team within the direct sales industry, you're leading volunteers. And really, even if you're a manager, supervisor, or leader in any other capacity, your employees aren't forced to be there. They still have free will and are still volunteering to show up to work every day They could leave at any time. And if you're not walking the walk with them, you can't expect it from them. Some direct sales leaders refer to their team as their family, and we never really did that. If you're into familial language, I'm not going to tell you not to use it. But considering how dysfunctional some families are, I wanted to stay away from those connotations. That's not to say people didn't call me their grandma or their great-grandma or great-great-grandma. You get the idea. Which was always followed up with some sort of time travel comments and a lot of laughter. We just didn't intentionally infuse that language into our team culture. We built a team in which trust and the concept of being a valuable part of the collective were at the center of everything. And in order to foster such a culture, I had to show up to demonstrate it. You can't just say that a certain culture exists and expect it to magically happen. You have to lead by example and show up in the way that you want them to show up. If you want a willingness to try new things, you have to demonstrate your willingness to experiment and fail. And you have to share your failures with them, not just your successes. 
that requires the very scary process of being vulnerable. Because vulnerability is what builds trust. And if you want a culture that values vulnerability, you have to be vulnerable and allow them to hold space for you. You also have to know how to hold space for them without making it about you and without devaluing their experience. You have to be willing to establish a safe space for them to land when they get an outcome that's not what they wanted or expected. And when they stop showing up because their life has gotten overwhelming. That starts with you. The culture you want to build within your team always starts with you. But you can't create it. And you can't take ownership of it. You have to show up to demonstrate it, invite them into it, and celebrate their involvement with it. That's how a culture is developed. It's done collectively. And it's done by the collective following the example of the leader. And if this sounds scary to you, and you'd like some help shifting how you show up as a leader, let's talk about it. Book a consult with me. We'll schedule a time to have a chat about how you're showing up now and the culture you have now versus how you want to show up and the culture you want to develop. And we'll see if you and I are a good fit for one another. <laughs>